Modern Christian dads, modern Christian dads, modern Christian dads, modern Christian dads, 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 dads. Just when I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber. You go and totally redeem yourself. What's up, guys? Welcome into the Modern Christian Dads podcast. My name is Jeremiah Johnson alongside Kelly Stevens. Hello, Kelly. Good afternoon. Well, we're super excited to have episode 26 here because a couple things happened. Number one, we celebrated our 25th episode anniversary last week, and that was awesome, right, Kelly? It was, and it was great to have our wives with us. Yeah, we'll have to get them back on the show. I think they were a little intimidated, a little overwhelmed, as many people are when they hop on the Modern Christian Dads podcast for the first time. Yes, and when they face up against (laughs) us, you know, it is intimidating. Right. I mean, have you ever seen like a celebrity or someone you look up to your whole life, you see on TV, the movie screen, and then you finally see them in real life? It's, you know... Hard yeah. to find the words, you know, to say, what do you say? Yeah, I will. And, and I'm was, sure that's what they're experiencing. I was watching my wife during <laughs> that, and she was just googly-eyed. Matter of fact, she was making eyes at me, I think. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> so, yeah, we're pretty, well, we won't go into that. Anyway, Let's so we had, our, it, we had our 25th <laughs> anniversary episode. We look forward to many, many more with you. And then we also had our very first live performance yes that was exciting first live modern christian dad show and uh you know guys get a hold of us we'll come do one at your church someday if you want to but we had a early father's day a pre-father's day service father's day is this coming sunday but i'm going to be on a mission trip so we did it this last sunday confused a few people i think a lot a few people walked in or like uh, they, they were confused uh, i think the bratwurst at the front door <laughs> kind of confused them and then uh, the gifts and uh, but it was an epic day. Yeah, we handed out bratwurst and hot dogs and root beer on the way in. And I told people, I mean, when you get all that in your system with Jesus at the same time, it's a, a recipe for success. It was, it was a and perfect it was. day. It was a perfect day. <laughs> I, I, I called it. So anyway, we had a great time. We exist to encourage and entertain you guys. We're a couple dudes talking news, sports, and God. That's what we do each and every episode Along with that, most importantly, we're just trying to stir up a passion for the name of Jesus inside of you. Please like, share, subscribe to all those kind of things. And uh, let's give it up to Kelly's one fan who always joins us each and every you episode. Know, I love that fan. I wish I I wish you would write me. Let me know who you are. <laughs> and uh, like I said, going back to Sunday, I think this was the response for some of the ladies that were in the audience listening to the Modern Christian Dads podcast. That was kind of their, <laughs> yeah. their response. But that's right, because all the guys, I mean, man, we got done seeking the Lord, having church, and we went, man, we left church excited, ready yes. to go. We went outside. We fired up our engines. Oh, we yes. were so pumped up for yeah. Jesus. We lifted our voice. As modern Christian dads who want to go change the world for Jesus. Yes. And that's what we did, Kelly. And I got to say, Pastor, <laughs> your, your message was epic it was perfect it was uh Amen. talking about uh our strength and talking about where we get that strength and uh it was talking about our purpose amen oh that was awesome all right well let's dive back into it another episode here we go kelly crispy cream we love the crispy cream oh i think a tear just come to my eye <laughs> they are going to be opening its first ever flagship store in times square and it'll be open 24 7 where does the crispy cream with the largest hot light in the world go a place that's up all night long naturally the north carolina-based donut chain announced today
today its first ever flagship store opening in New York City's Times Square in early 2020, and there's no way visitors can miss it. Rendering show a massive wraparound Krispy Kreme LED screen covering the building. In the day, it looks like the white top of a donut box. At night, it turns black with the neon New York City skyline filling the space. As mentioned, this store will be home to the largest hot and ready light in the world, and it will be open 24-7. They're not playing around here. Uh, they're serious, and uh, that literally is the only reason why I want to go to New York. Now, I should have looked up one thing. I always heard that when that hot light is on, that means obviously means they're making fresh donuts. Right. But I also heard that you can get a free sample or a free donut when that light is on. Well, uh, to tell you the truth, I think uh, anytime you go in there, you get a free sample. I think. Yeah, I thought that too. And yeah. in South Carolina one time, I went to that uh, Krispy Kreme that was there and the light was on and I and I was ordering my donuts. I wasn't just asking for free donuts, but I asked for my sample donut. And she looked at me like I was a complete idiot. And I was like, wait, don't you? I thought you get a free sample donut. And she denied me. Oh, you know what? Find out her name. Uh, somebody, one of our listeners, find out her name. We're going to write corporate. <laughs> What's your favorite Krispy Kreme donut? You know what? I'm just a glaze guy. Just I a just, glaze guy? Yeah. Yeah. If they're hot and fr- I mean those glaze, I mean you can put down five, six, seven, eight of those before Doesn't. you even know it. If, <laughs> if they're hot and fresh, you know, I mean those yeah. just melt in your mouth. My wife is a chocolate ice cream filled. I like those raspberry filled ones along with the chocolate iced oh, glazed yeah. Yeah. donuts. Those are the ones that yeah. I prefer. Yeah, I I like cake donuts and that kind of thing, but uh, the copy of me, I'm just going straight for the glaze. Yeah. Unfortunately, to get them fresh, we got to drive to Springfield, Missouri. They do have them at the King Cash Saver. I've noticed the past few times I'm in there, but it's not quite the same. No, and even microwaving them is not the same. Exactly. So anyway, we'll take a trip to a flagship store here, Krispy Kreme, New York, Times Square, New York, very, very soon. Excited about that. Have you been to New York before? I've never been to New York. I've never been to New York either. I'd like to go. I've flown through there, but flying in that, that doesn't mean anything when you're flying through a city and you're just in the airport. So don't get to check anything out. Well, that is that. Let's move on to some weird news. Uh, OJ news, AP exclusive. 25 years after murders, OJ says life is fine. Los Angeles, after 25 years living under the shadow of one of the nation's most notorious murder cases, OJ Simpson says his life has entered a phase he calls the no negative zone. Kelly, do you believe he murdered those people? I think he's as guilty as the day is long. Isn't uh, that crazy that, man, what I remember that as a kid, the whole chase and all those kind of things and him uh, seemingly being guilty by all accounts. Yeah. But yet through the system was able to. (laughs) I don't know how he squeezed through that. Um, But uh, you know what, OJ, you need to lay down, be quiet. And just move on. And it seems like he's just in denial or like, you know, that just happened in the past. So just move on from that. I murdered some people. It's not a big deal. Well, in a telephone interview, the 71-year-old Simpson told the Associated Press he, he is healthy and happy living in Las Vegas. And neither he nor his children want to look back by talking about June 12, 1994 with his ex-wife, Nicole Brown Simpson, and her friend, Ron Goldman, who were stabbed. So 1994, wow, to death. And Simpson was transferred from Hall of Fame football hero to murder suspect. We don't need to go back and relive the worst day of our lives, he said. The subject of the moment is the subject I will never revisit again. My family and I have moved on to what we call the no negative zone. We focus on the positives. And Kelly, you were probably in the mix of being a police officer. 
I was. In this time. What was the whole police officer's take? Was it well, I mean, a water cooler topic at the, the I don't shop know, there? Not really, other than just the car chase or watching that. But then uh, when it uh, got into the uh, actual courtroom cases uh, part of it, it was pretty interesting to watch all that like, play out. Yeah, it really was. So, well... Uh, we'll leave the judgment up to God, right? But it's hard to not put a judgment on that scenario and think that that happened. But this is America, and it's amazing how people can get out of things in America. Yes, it is. Being a pastor, sometimes I've worked with people who have gone through legal issues, and some of them, I'm amazed that they have gotten out of some of the things that they have intentionally done. Yeah, I would never get out of that. <laughs> in our system. Well, anyway, moving on from that, we were wrong behind Fox's Dark Phoenix debacle. So we are superhero guys. We love superheroes. Uh, my favorite superhero of all time is Batman, but I tend to be a Marvel guy over uh, the, the movies because the Marvel movies are far superior to anything that DC has done. Mm -hmm. But for almost two decades, Fox's X-Men series has been one of the biggest movie franchises in the world. The initial film, X-Men, released in 2000, predated the dominance of the comic book movie genre, and the franchise has been a reliable player at the box office ever since, generating more than 5.7 billion worldwide theatrically with Walt Disney's 71.3 billion acquisition of the mo of the most of 21 uh, excuse me Fox's 21st century assets a deal that officially closed in March Dark Phoenix marked the end of the X-Men era at Fox with its dismal 33 million stateside opening it ends the era with a whimper not a bang so this is one that I I was calling out I did not think this looked like a good movie at all they tried to hype it up they tried to make it look really cool but it's a flopper. And I didn't go see it. Yeah, we did. We don't need to go see this one either. The exciting, the reason I bring this up, check that out, Kelly Stevens. Disney has purchased most of the 21, 21st century Fox assets, $71.3 billion. That's incredible. But what has happened under that is the X-Men, uh, Fantastic Four. So now they have access to all of these superheroes that they didn't have before. It's a little bit hard to explain, but what had happened is with these superhero movies is that they got sold off uh, when it wasn't popular to make superhero movies. So right. people bought the rights and the assets and all these kind of things to these superheroes. And then Marvel started blowing up and they did not have access to Spider-Man, right. to X-Men, to Fantastic Four. Some of these heroes that are very vital to the whole mcu universe if you will well now with this 71 billion dollar acquisition they now have access to x-men so now i'm excited because x-men yeah. is going to get done again they're fantastic four all these movies that kind of didn't do that well are now going to be under the mcu umbrella the fox marvel yeah. umbrella and i think we're looking forward to better days well, that would be awesome in the superhero universe. All right. Well, next one, Kelly Stevens. You know that I used to be a pizza delivery guy. Yes. I'm a three-time employee of the month at Domino's Pizza Hut and Papa John's. So a very successful part of my life, delivering pizzas. And I, I love it. I go back to it all the time. I really enjoy delivering pizza. Do they call you back and see if you're still available? Not, not right now, but for a while they did. And I remember before I moved here, I was doing it part-time to fill the gap while we're doing some mission things. And when I left Papa John's, that manager said, hey, if you ever need a recommendation for the pizza business, just give me a call. And I said, yes, all right, brother, yes. I will do that. Because I think you've even talked about maybe the possibility of 
strapping on that light again and oh and, man and i would do it pizzas yeah it, it's yeah. a great way to meet people and get out there get active you can listen to a lot of podcasts while you're yeah. driving around in the car all awesome. kinds of good things so well domino's was pranked into delivering pizzas to queen elizabeth check this out this is great sending pizzas to someone else's house is one of the oldest pranks in the book have you ever done that one before i have not <laughs> okay we could do it all right in fact it's so cliche i think we can officially file it under super lame but what if you totally go all out with it like take so far up the chain of boldness that it's pure prank good can no longer be denied you could make the argument that's what happened in london last week when someone ordered pizzas to the queen of england and it almost <laughs> worked i mean this is this would be the equivalent of us calling and ordering pizzas for donald trump president trump excuse me (laughs) that would be awesome (laughs) well on thursday afternoon a domino's driver on a motorcycle was stopped from trying to deliver uh, an order for four cheeseburger pizzas to buckingham palace under the name elizabeth according to the sun the driver was stopped by two armed police officers who got him to get off his bike and park up an unnamed source told the british paper one of them then radioed through to the control room to check if the queen had indeed ordered a pizza the next thing the cop the copper said was sorry sir Elizabeth is the name of the queen and she lives at Buckingham Palace. I think someone is winding you up. And the poor guy looked very confused and just rode off. He's thinking, am I not going to get a tip off this delivery? (laughs) Yeah. And I, you know, I haven't had a story like that per se, but I've had ones with wrong addresses or you're trying to deliver a pizza and they gave you the, they're not, they gave you the wrong address, but they're not answering their phone, right. et etc. And uh, a story that I had, which is not, this is not a funny story. I actually had worked with a great guy, great older guy who's doing it part-time to make a little extra few bucks here and there. And he delivered a pizza and got shot in the face. Oh my goodness. While delivering pizza. We are on the same shift is one of those things that, uh, I could have easily maybe had that order or that run based right. on how things were flushing out. He got it instead, but wow. I mean, appreciate pizza delivery guys they're good guys yeah. trying to do a good job yeah they're bringing uh, you pizza man treat them right that's right well and i've i've heard of uh robberies did you ever get robbed when like somebody again you deliver it and they again just the pizza? i never got robbed but had friends that got robbed again yeah. i worked with a guy who was a little bit smaller in stature maybe that's why he got robbed but he got beat up and beat down and and other that's a great point of note most pizza places nowadays only let pizza delivery drivers carry 15 dollars of cash on them for change only yeah. so if you decide to rob a pizza delivery guy you're probably not going to get much out of it yeah 15 so bucks in an empty pizza bag or yeah. 15 bucks in a pizza yeah and again <laughs> these guys are trying to pay their way through college trying to help support a family why would you do that come on I hate the stigma that pizza delivery delivery guys get because they're good guys out there. So I love them. I got your back. All right, here we go. Speaking of pizza, nine ways to lose weight when you're in your fifties. One of which is not eating more pizza. Okay. <laughs> well, I you know we want to support health. Our wives were here the other episode and they saw our spam and our Mountain Dew and our double stuff Oreo cookies. So I felt a little bit convicted. So I figured, okay, let's go ahead and move in the direct this direction just for a few seconds here okay. and encourage each other and all that good stuff. Nine ways to lose weight when you're in your 50s i'm not in my 50s you are kelly <laughs> i'm soon to be in my 60s all right eat more fruits and vegetables buy an instant pot and make bean stews there you go befriend your bathroom scale <laughs> focus on your food stop drinking sugar mix up your workouts pick up a new sport 
try intermittent fasting, which essentially that is like you stop eating at like seven or eight p.m. at night and then don't eat lunch till the next day, something like that. Yes. Uh, or start a yoga practice, which you know I'll, I'll be honest. At forty, I do. I was thinking about the other day. Maybe not necessarily yoga. There's some controversy to that if you're a Christian, but stretching is good. Stretching is good. Yeah, stretchy pants. <laughs> I love stretchy pants. <laughs> so anyway, there you go, guys. Let's keep it real. Let's stay in good shape. I got the bike. I love working out. I wish I could do more and more of it. Busyness and kids, all those kind of things. But we've got to establish those good disciplines in our life. All right, moving on to the next topic, talking some cars here, Kelly Stevens. Here we go. I got good, good news for all of us poor men. The Rolls-Royce Aston Martin Lamborghini car prices plunge as ultra luxury market expands have you had your eye on an aston martin always dreamed of a lamborghini looking for a rolls royce now might be your time sure you may still need a couple hundred thousand dollars but you probably won't need as much as you used to values peaked in 2017 and are now falling for both old cars and newer stuff uh, said Max Warburton, auto analyst of Sanford Bernstein, in a recent note to investors, average prices of Aston Martin, Rolls-Royce, Lamborghini used vehicles in particular have declined sharply, according to data analytics firm Thinkum, which assessed data from more than 130 auto retailers on behalf of USA Today.com. USA Today, excuse me, you're seeing significant drops, said Josh Frulinger, editor-in-chief of Thinkum. So Kelly, what kind of car you want to go out there and get? What's your dream car? You know what? <laughs> I want one of those Jeep pickups. Is yeah, that not Jeep crazy? Pickets. Yeah, yeah. But it's like sixty thousand dollars. Yeah, those are they not didn't cheap. Plummet. They didn't They they're going up. I know. I I you know I lean between. I love the uh, in terms of new technology. I love the Teslas, but I've always been a BMW guy deep down inside. Yeah. I probably have like a seven series, I think, or something like oh, that. Wow. Hey, gotta ask you a dumb and dumber question. Okay. <laughs> what, what kind of car was it that they uh, that they bought with that money? I believe that was a Lamborghini, wasn't it? Lambo. I think. It, I think it I think was it a Lambo. Was. And, and the, my favorite line is when they open up that case after they found all the money. They open up the case and it's just full of IOUs. Yeah. <laughs> and, he, and he holds up the one that says, "This is worth four hundred thousand. Might want to hang right. on to that one." <laughs> it's as good as cash and IOU, right? Yes. All right. One likely culprit: ultra luxury car makers have flooded the market with new vehicles as overall sales flourish, minimizing their exclusivity factor and driving prices down. Values may have become overinflated in the market. Market too crowded. The trend is a warning sign as brand aim, uh, brands aim to introduce instant classics into the market to bolster profits. Warburton said, you've got more inventory, you've got more choices, you've got to wonder if you've got changes in perceived value. As of June 6th, average list prices of Aston Martin used vehicles had fallen 54% from their 2018 peak to $103,000. Average list prices of Lamborghini used vehicles declined 56% to $207,000. And an average list prices of Rolls-Royce used vehicles tumbled 48% to $198,000. Key examples of ultra luxury models that have depreciated sharply in value in recent years, according to the Haggerty Price Guide, a classic value book are the 2004 to 16 Aston Martin B9, a DB9, 2003 to 11 Bentley Continental GT, and 2003 to 17 Rolls Royce Phantom. So there you go. Look for those, Kelly. Wow. 
All right. 50%, that's a lot. That's a huge decrease. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, if you got one of those in that year and you paid the big bucks for it, you're like, what is happening to my investment? And uh, I, the most expensive, I was a valet parking driver too. So that in college, I did valet parking. Awesome job. Man, I've worked some great jobs in my life. You I have. Just, I've had a good life, Kelly Stevens. You have. Uh, and valet parking, I, I did like drive you. a brand new Bentley one time. It was about $200,000 car and just tried not to pee my pants driving it or wreck it or I was so yeah. scared. I was going to say, <laughs> would you be something. Something I was. Like I was significantly nervous to drive that car, but that was a beautiful phase of life because I drove, you know, all Mercedes, Porsches, all those kind of things. I drove those cars uh, in that two and a half year period of time. Definitely now, a good time. Now, life. be honest. Did you ever just like go off track with one of the cars and act like it was yours and go a couple times i did go to the gas station real quick to pick up a drink <laughs> with a nice car yes which was kind of on the way it's it's long explained we did not have a parking garage we actually, we actually had to drive cars two blocks down downtown minneapolis to get to our parking garage wow and then we had to bring it back six blocks city blocks around to the person and let me tell you, if you saw how some of our guys drove cars, uh, it would be unacceptable to them. I, I didn't do that. I tried to be a good driver. So anyway, we're, we're going to dive into some spiritual talk. But before we do, we haven't done this before, but we're going to start doing it now. We are going to thank our sponsor who helps us do the Grace Point Daily Podcast, Grace Point Church. Hi, my name is Jeremiah Johnson. I am the host of Grace Point Daily and the Modern Christian Dads podcast. But most importantly, I have the coolest job of being the lead pastor of Grace Point Assembly in Carthage, Missouri. Our church is about helping people discover a relationship with Christ and your purpose in Him, connecting other followers of Christ together in relationship and living out the mission of God. Why don't you join us for a service next time you're in this area? For more information, service times, and our address, go to gracepointag.org. We hope to see you soon. All right. Well, hey, come on down to Grace Point Assembly some Sunday. Yes, we'd love to have you. Wednesday, Sunday night, Sunday morning, 1030 a.m. is our service. We have a Sunday night service at 6 p.m. We also have Wednesday nights at 7. And you can catch us on our digital social media stuff as well. So there you go. We thank Grace Point for being the ones that helped launch this podcast. Help us do this. Amen. We All right. Grace Point. All right. So here we go, Kelly. I got a bunch of Bible verses regarding church attendance, but this really started off the thought of virtual reality. I really want to get a pair of VR goggles. We need to get you some. Yes, VR. And uh, I have some church-related ideas potentially with them. Anyway, I watched the YouTube video of the guy who spent one week in VR, one week in virtual reality. How did that go? He did not take the goggles off for one week. And he had a whole structure. He, now, he the only time he would change, he would give himself five seconds to switch goggles you know after right. they he needed to recharge them or repower right. them he had like two sets three sets or whatever and he literally stayed in his apartment and stayed in vr for an entire week and so just very interesting he just talked about how uh you know he slept with them on he did work with them on he exercised with them on uh there's a lot of these vr companies have a uh, which one i didn't write down but like you could go watch movies uh, premieres and showings. You can go to these VR places where you can connect with people and you're like a VR person, but you're hanging yeah. out with them yeah. in these different wow. venues. You can go watch concerts with other people like you're in VR and all these kind of things. So he did different 
things at night. He would go and do different activities like you would as a, a person in the real right. world. He kind of said you, in a sense, you kind of lost sense of time. Right. You did I kind of lose sense of reality a little bit. And I didn't go in-depth, in-depth on watching the whole video, yeah. but I was very fas- fascinated because then I followed up by finding another article <clears throat> of a guy who got mad and offended about church mm-hmm. and he left the church and now he has started a VR church. So you can once a week, you get gathered together and he has about a hundred or 150 people that go to his VR church. Wow. Now that's interesting. I, and, I do have a question. I, maybe you, you've seen it or not. Uh, you know, when they, when they, uh, astronauts go out into space and they're, uh, not with gravity anymore and everything, when they come back, a lot of times they're a little bit weak and maybe the balance is not quite there and stuff. Do you think he experienced any of that balance being off or, uh, the one part I remember, he just said that uh, his eyes, one time when his eyes were like burning, then after <laughs> he, he slept and then that re- kind of reset things or whatever. So he yeah. did talk about some of those visual things, but that, yeah. that's why I was like, would you go blind or, uh, but anyway, so my idea was, is like, whoa, now we need to, you know, we talk about the podcast, we want to increase our YouTube channel and maybe we should provide VR church here in the, oh. the Grace Point VR. That's interesting. Would be an interesting topic. But the point being, you can't, you know, all this stuff, we have to, we do have to be careful uh, because, man, we love podcasts. We love um, YouTube. I love YouTube. These different things that we can do. And I think they can be great things for us in the context of our living Mm -hmm. to connect with Christ, you know, listening to the Bible, listening to podcasts. But it still does not and will not ever replace the need for physical, real connection, yeah. uh, physically and spiritually. You yeah. cannot supplement that. You cannot replace that. Yeah. Well, I'm a little concerned anyway, you know, with, with young people, um, it seems like they are more in tune to their virtual life, their online life in some of those games, and they, and they would rather be in that part than their real life. And there's yeah. nothing more exciting than your real life, yeah. the, the real adventure. So I, that would be a little bit something I would yeah. want to think about. <laughs> and, but, you know, and we always still at the same time, we always will revert to wanting relationship, you yes. know, to going back. Uh, wh- what do we see people doing? Even, even this is a spiritual principle, but a non-spiritual principle. So, for example, you see people of like-minded interest and mm-hmm. Uh, lifestyles and beliefs. What do they do? They find other people with that. They gather together. Uh, I mean, this is kind of a silly example. When when I drive out West, I've lived out West before, man, when you're driving through Colorado or Wyoming, you might drive through three hours of nothing. Yeah. I mean, and there's a ton of space out there. (laughs) Yeah. And then all of a sudden you pull up to a little town and you see people grouped together. You're like, why? I mean, yeah. You could all have a hundred acres. Why do you got to live next to each other? Yeah, there's a need for human connection yeah. and a need, and that is a God concept and a God design. And I know we talk about a lot and beat the drum, and you hear pastors and preachers, but going back to church attendance and the importance of that, the importance of constantly gathering yeah. with other believers in the context of the local church. Yes, we need to do that. And I found another article. I didn't want to keep reading all these kind of things, but I found another article and the guy, he was really beating the, you know, he's like, you know, listening to a podcast is not going to church. You know, that's not being together. Yeah. You know, watching a YouTube video, 
you know, that's not your church, you know, um, all these kind of things, you know, that that's not your, you know, going out, going, me and you going out for coffee once a week. That's not, that's not being in the life of the church. You know, I mean, it's good, but you know, he went through these litany of things that people are kind of duplicating. I mean, I had one time I remember wrestling with a deacon, you know, he was hardly ever, uh, you know, he'd come to church once or twice a month Mm -hmm. and it wasn't because of jobs. It was like, well, I just went, you know, and I understand, I understand like once we get to the winter time Mm -hmm. and it's hunting season, Mm -hmm. Hey, you're going to take some time to go. Some time to go yeah. hunting. I yeah. understand that you don't have to be at every service. I do because I, I work here and uh, you know I get paid to. But you know you don't have to. But you know people start doing this and they make it a habit to not be in the context of the church, right? In attendance with the believers, and they get really comfortable. Like it's okay and it's not okay. Yeah. No. And it and it doesn't produce things. So I want to read some scriptures, Kelly, today regarding this. And you know, you might have heard of a million times, and it's preacher talk, but it's the word of God, and I think it's important. Hebrews chapter ten, verse twenty four and twenty five, and this is kind of the flagship one. You'll hear a lot. It says, "Let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching." Um, so. Obviously, we got to consider that when we gather together, it should be a point of encouragement where we're spurring one another on. And clearly, he wrote this because they this has been a constant issue. Yeah, yeah, for a long time. <laughs> yeah, be like, hey, we can't stop meeting together because it's it's habitual. It's it's a habit. It's a discipline, and some have some are in the habit, yeah. and some are out of the habit. And I go, I revert back to this, and I talked to this about this one time on. Wednesday night, I said, I have never met, and we have some old school believers in our church, mm-hmm. old, in, old in age, old in their spiritual walk, uh, but you go up to those people that are solid, rich, yeah. amazing believers, and those are people that value gathering yeah. together, Absolutely, and they've made it habitual. Yeah, They haven't gotten out of the habit. They've yeah. stayed in the habit year after year after year after year, and it's deepened and cultivated cultivated a deeper, greater faith in Christ. Yeah. Not the opposite. No. I haven't talked to a single one of them. I was like, man, all these years of going to church has been such a waste of time. <laughs> I mean, man, I could have been doing what I wanted to do and been such a better Christian by not going to church. I've never heard that before. I've never heard that either. Well, and you know, and, uh, those people, those saints that you're talking about, you look at their marriages and, yep, and, yeah. and they were so focused on each other. Uh, you know, they, they don't like to spend any real time away from each other. Yep. They want to be with their best friend, you know, yeah. their wife, their husband. And, I, you know, Blenda and I have been married uh, here in just a few days, 39 years. Woo. And I, yeah, can you imagine? Uh, but Take I don't want to. Krispy Kreme. Oh, she's getting two <laughs> glazed donuts. <laughs> but I, I want to spend time with her. I mean, just the opposite happens if if I'm not wanting to, you know, I'm finding every excuse not to be around her. How long do you think that relationship's going to last? Yeah, it's not. You have yeah. to be together, and it's the same way with your church family. Yeah, you have to be together more. And I like the one word in there at towards the end. More, yeah. all the more, as you see the day of Christ approaching. <laughs> but we should we should want to do it more and more and more not less and less and less. And yes. so there's something wrong in your spiritual life if after a while you are in that mode of like, or to me, there, there's a serious problem if you would call yourself a follower of Jesus and don't see yeah. being in the life of the church as important. Yeah, 
Yeah, that makes no sense at all. Yeah, and I've had I can throw a ton of people on the bus, tell stories. But uh, anyway, we just need to do it, right? Let's look on to Matthew chapter 18, verse 20. It says, for where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am with them. There is just the more yep. jars. Uh, you know, we went Sunday night. We talked, watched this pr- video on prayer. You weren't there. I wasn't here. But uh, he talked about Jesus in us. Mm-hmm. And he had this jar of water. And, and let's say, uh, what's the nearest river here? The nearest biggest river would it be uh, Missouri, Mississippi? Yeah, the uh, Mississippi is definitely a, the okay. biggest in this Well, let's just say Mississippi so I don't get it wrong. He brings a jar of water and he says, you know what this is? And everyone's like, it's a jar of water. He's like, this is the Mississippi River. And he's like, everyone's like, no, that's just a jar of water. He's like, no, this is the Mississippi River. This water is the, this is from the Mississippi yeah. River. This is the Mississippi River. Yeah. And, and he basically to say like, you know, what you have inside of you is Jesus. Yeah. This is, and you have Jesus. Wow. And then like, you know, like Jesus in us, I have the Jesus, the God of all creation inside of us. But what's fascinating is when the more, jars of water that did get together there's just more of jesus yeah and there's just more power there's more yeah that's why when we're worshiping together yeah. and it's like the presence of god is powerful yeah it's because there's a bunch of jesus yeah. there yeah there, there's more of jesus there so that's why we need to do it when we get more of us together that's why there is a dynamic that, yeah. that's why if you've been to say like a men's conference like promise keepers yes, or yes. something like that and you got 20, 30,000 people all worshiping on the name of Jesus. Do you want to know why you tangibly all of a sudden like goosebumps, like feel electricity and power and you feel God? It's because there's a massive rush, rushing river of God's presence smashing together. That is awesome. To seek God. Yeah. And imagine that that's why it says in the, in the, I don't have it in front of me a book of revelation, but it says one day we're going to stand around the throne and it's going to be nation upon nation and people upon people lifting up and worshiping the name of Jesus. And there's going to be around his throne flashes of lightning and rolls of th- there's power there. Oh, you're and about to preach me. Happy. <laughs> that's, that's why we need to do that. You yeah. know, that's why we get that feeling. That's why you, 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 I mean, you can get that feeling. You can get that. I mean, I've, I've, had, I've had moments by myself with Jesus. And I'm right. like, whoa, this is really amazing. But my most yeah. powerful moments have been in the context yeah. of believers yeah. encountering God together. Yeah. It's been and, way more powerful. And it's been so cool. I, yeah, I, I went to Promise Keepers uh, years ago, back in the, in the 90s, and I, it was just absolutely one of the most fascinating things that I'd ever been a part of. 80,000 men in Indianapolis, Indiana. Wow. And it was just incredible and you just it's it's awesome to sit back and and watch what god is doing and you can see different people that oh my goodness he just touched that one he just he just whispered some encouragement to this one that and it's and it's always exactly what they need the power of showing up and being involved is incredible yeah and this week we're gonna take 20 of us from grace point to jamaica and i tell you what people are gonna be changed they're going to experience god in a new powerful way because we're doing the mission of god together yeah there's power in experiencing god together and there's power in doing the work of god together yeah being the church read one more in colossians three sixteen. it says let the message of christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms hymns and songs from the spirit sing to god with gratitude in your hearts wow 
It's powerful when we just let God's presence dwell among us. Yes. And challenge us and encourage. So I encourage you, listen, I want you to listen to the Modern Christian Dads podcast, Grace Point Daily podcast. You can do those things. I don't mind you. I hear people, I got up this morning and I watched so-and-so on TV. That's great. You can do that. You know, watch the YouTube video of so-and-so. You could even go to VR church if you want to. Uh, Whatever, all these things, there's nothing wrong with them, but we cannot replace the physical gathering of the followers of Jesus together and getting together, singing, teaching, admonishing, encouraging, praying. It, you, we will never, no matter how technology changes, no matter what planet we live on, uh, if we all do go to Mars uh, one day, if we terraform planets, etc., we will still need one thing, the gathering of the believers to worship the name of Jesus. Amen. Hey, I hope you guys have been encouraged, lifted up, and that you will dive at whatever church you're a part of. Like I said, you can swing by Grace Point, but whatever country, whatever state you're in, come on, get in the church, get with the body believers, and do great things for Jesus. Thanks, guys. We'll talk to you next time. Modern Christian Dads, Modern Christian Dads, Modern Christian Dads, Modern Christian Dads, 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 Dads. Just when I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber, you go and totally redeem yourself.